Hi, everyone. Welcome to School Stories. I'm Stephanie, the host of this podcast. I'm an educator, a runner, a recreational writer and musician, and a very curious, creative person. I put educator first on that list because it's my career. It's what I spend the bulk of my time doing and what I've poured my heart into since I graduated college in 2010. I've been a middle school teacher, a department chair, an education consultant, a coach to school leaders, and now a curriculum developer for individualized learning programs. But my most important role in education was my role as a student. Like all of you, school was my full-time job for the first half of my life. And I must say, it was a tough gig. I think my trajectory as an educator started in third grade when my teacher put a cardboard box around my desk to keep me from staring out the window. That was the beginning of my very fraught relationship with school, one that I've been unraveling ever since. This podcast is part of that unraveling. School Stories is a podcast about creative people and their relationships with school. I interview friends, colleagues, and strangers about how school did or did not support their growth as a creative person. We discuss how school informs who we become in unexpected ways and what we wish for education moving forward. At School Stories, we know that our identities are wrapped up in our schooling experiences, and we're eager to learn from those experiences so we can do better for creative kids everywhere. Because we know creative kids are all kids. It's my pleasure to share my conversation with Blanca Luna, the administrator at the Circle School. I reached out to Blanca for this episode because of my interest in the Circle School's approach to teaching, learning, and building community. The Circle School's cooperative model means parents serve as the board of directors, as landscapers, curriculum builders, fundraisers, and much more. The idea is that by engaging families in this way, kids learn the power of community in action. In addition to its unique cooperative model, the Circle School operates according to five guiding principles, two of which are particularly relevant to the topic of this podcast. The first, encouraging children to develop and express their own creativity. The second is fostering the development of creative leadership. It's probably obvious why I wanted to learn more about this school's approach. I'm very happy to have connected with Blanca, whose three children have attended the Circle School. She shares her own experience in school and how it contrasts that of her children's, why she decided not to teach, and what it looks like to build community in service of kids. We're visiting um, child care centers and schools for Sunny, and we'd gone to several of them, and this was the first place that I didn't feel judged as soon as I walked in. I like to start the podcast by asking you to tell us who you are, what you do, and you can include both what you do professionally and what you do recreationally. Okay, sounds great. Um, Blanca Luna. Um, I've worked at the Circle School as their administrator uh, since 2000, and prior to that, I started at the school as a parent, so I'd been a parent for two years. Um, My husband, Philip, and I have three kids. So uh, the youngest is graduating this year on Friday. And um, our son is a sophomore at Vanderbilt University. 
or just finished his sophomore year, he's mm-hmm. a junior next year. So he's home from school, and then our oldest daughter graduated from Trinity two years ago and just bought a house. Whoa! <laughs> and uh, is engaged, so she'll be getting married next year. And does she live in San Antonio? She does live in San Antonio. Nice. Yeah, yeah. She actually has like the week off and is like working on her house all week. Awesome. Uh, and then both my husband and I are from San Antonio, so uh, he's a musician and an artist, and. We are very much part of all of the activities that happen with mm-hmm. being a, a band wife life. <laughs> um, so we, I go to all of his shows, mm-hmm. and uh, we go out quite a bit. Yeah. You know, we started our family young, so we're still yeah, yeah. pretty active and <laughs> <laughs> um, being social. And, um, yeah, that's what I do. Cool. Does he play mostly in San Antonio? Yes. Oh, that's, does, that's yeah. nice. And records and uh, records other bands. So. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, um, tell us a little bit about what the Circle School is and then also what it means to be an administrator at the Circle School. Sure. <laughs> that's a big question. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Circle School started in 1965, so uh, we celebrated our 50th anniversary a couple years ago. Wow. Um, and it's always been a very parent-involved school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we started in the late 90s, it was considered a family co-op school. Mm-hmm. So you had a board of directors that hired teachers, hired staff, and then all of the parents of the community then um, did volunteer time and wow. held jobs to support the mm-hmm. school. So that's what I walked into as a parent. Yeah. And so walking into it as a parent, you're like, we're a young family and trying to figure out like, yeah, how do we make our impact here? Uh, so my husband was like an art sub. He taught. That he was in one of the after-school teachers, mm-hmm. um, and then we were having our final baby, Violet. And uh, I was working at USA at the time, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I just wanted some time away from, I'd been at USA for yeah. a while, and that's a pretty intense place to work. Yeah. And so, you're, you had two kids that already went here at this time? At that point, I had two kids that were coming to the school. Okay. Yes. So, well, I have two questions. The first one is, so when you walked in, it was 35 kids, mm-hmm. and now how many kids is it? Now it's 87. 87, okay. Mm-hmm. And what was it like for you, like... Well, what attracted you to the to the circle school to begin with, and then walking in as a parent, knowing that you were going to have to participate so fully as a community mm-hmm. member, what was that experience sure. like? So, question one: um, I always wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. This is really young. My, you know, I grew up like on the southeast side of town, and my favorite thing to play when I was a kid was school. Me too. Yeah. So I loved that, um, <laughs> and then. From my family, I have two older siblings and a younger sibling. Um, I was a f- I had a, I was the first one to graduate from high school. Wow! And so that was yeah. like you know I was the first one to go to college, mm-hmm. and um, and then my second semester of college, I had a baby. <laughs> wow! So that like yeah. things changed very quickly. Mm-hmm. So we had our first daughter by the time the summer after my first two semesters of school and um I changed schools and was trying to make having a small child and yeah yeah, it was really hard um so I took my first intro to education class 
at St. Philip's College. Had a great instructor. She was like very inspirational. And I felt like, oh, she's teaching me how to do all the things and mm-hmm. it seems like I can do this. And then I remember sitting in the class and some someone asked a question and I was like kind of zoning out on what was in front of me and someone asked a question. I looked up and I was like, well, that was like a very awkward question, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I looked around the classroom and realized that all those people in my, in my class were going to be teachers one day. Mm-hmm. And I got terrified. Mm-hmm. Like, I just had this, like, brand new baby. Yeah. And I had these expectations of, like, what kind of life she was going to yeah. have. And I got scared for myself and, like, what I could do in that position. Mm-hmm. And um, like the stakes were too high. The stakes got really high for me. Yeah. And they got really high. My what I expected for myself got really high Mm -hmm. and I got nervous about like having to educate other people's kids and so um then lots of things happened yeah another child school got a lot harder to do um from high school I was working in child care centers so I was working with kids already uh and which is another weird thing like I was in a class where like just me and one other person had ever worked with kids yeah and that scared me too. Yeah. I was like, how do you know you want to do this? Yeah. Like, go. I feel like there's it. something really honest about that fear, though, because so many people take teaching too lightly. Yeah. And so to understand the. At that, like, at that point in your life, to look around and be like, this is a really serious responsibility yes. to take on. Uh huh. Um, is. I mean, it's unfortunate that it panned out the way that it did and that you didn't, like, sure. pursue it. Um, I suppose, although things always work out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's kind of amazing that you had the, like the, um, you were perceptive enough to like have that realization. Cause I feel like so many people go through, I wasn't, I studied education too. And so many people go through that, um, and don't understand what they're taking on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I felt, um, I felt inclined to just change my direction yeah. completely. And so, you had two kids that already went here at this time? At that point, I had two kids that were coming to the school. Okay. Yes. So what? When we found the school then, um, and the opportunity came open here, then I definitely yeah. felt it was something I can do. It was, like the, it was both worlds. Like I was yeah. able to make an impact on a school and not necessarily teach in the classroom, yeah. but offer lots of support in other ways. Mm-hmm. So what, well, you mentioned a couple things that I want to ask you about. The first one is growing up in San Antonio and being the first in your family to graduate mm-hmm. from high school. So what was school like for you as a kid? And what was, what was your experience? How did it feel to be the only sure. of your siblings to um, reach that milestone? My mom was very active in our school, in our, like, public school. We, li- we didn't live very far. My parents um, owned their own business. Mm-hmm. So um, my mom had a lot of flexibility, and she was always... She wasn't on the PTA, but she was best friends with everyone <laughs> at the P- you know, in the PTA. Yeah. And she did a lot, a lot of work. And yeah. so she always went on all the field trips and everything. Um, so that was always fun. Yeah. Um, my... My dad, when I was a freshman in high school, um, died pretty tragically. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was a big transition for my whole family. Oh my so we God, had yeah. this complete lifestyle that got completely changed. Yeah. 
So I think everyone did their very best to manage mm-hmm. how, like their new life. Yeah. So I really do think that when I was, you know, 14, I had a switch. Yeah. Um, and then in high school, like it was hard for my mom to, she just lost her husband. Yeah. And so I felt, um, at the time I didn't realize I was on my own, but I kind of was like, right. I was just kind of on a path of figuring it out all on my own. Uh, we changed schools and met new friends. Um, I thought I did a lot better in high school than, than I actually did. Like mm-hmm. I found like an older park card, you know, how you just, Oh I my gosh! Like, wow, yes. these are not good grades. Happened, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I really, <laughs> I really thought I did way better in high school than I did. Um, but when I went to UTSA for the first time, me and my mom were clueless on what to do. Yeah, and I remember like looking over at my mom, and it was time to pay, and I hadn't even thought about like how do I even pay for college. Yeah. And my mom just looked at me, and she like pulled out a credit card. Yeah, like this is how you pay, I guess. Yeah. You know? Um. So. I felt very accomplished to graduate from high school, and mm-hmm. um, we're a very fertile family. So my family, like all the women in my family, mm-hmm. had children very young, mm-hmm. uh, and even you know, like future generations had children very young. So, um, and I think I did. You know, like I can't even imagine. I, I was eighteen when I had um, Sunny. Mm-hmm. And that was hard. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. But the women in my family are really strong. Yeah. But it takes a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of work and energy and mm-hmm. figuring right. stuff yeah. out. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, how does your school experience compare to this? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it does not compare to this. What are the this. differences? Like, what, what um, stands out to you? As being so, I mean, there's a lot of differences, obviously. Sure. But what what are the most dramatic differences? Um, I guess for sure the smallness. Like mm-hmm. This is a really small community. Yeah. Uh, when my kids were students here, I had expectations of them. I was mm-hmm. like, I we struggled to send you here. Yeah. You are going to do everything an instructor asks mm-hmm. you to do. You're going to participate in yoga mm-hmm. and music, and you're going to do it all. Yeah. Like, I needed them to take it seriously. Yeah. Like, I'm not going... Like, if you're not going to take... I could easily just go to the public right. school, like, two blocks away. Yeah. And be done. Um, I... Growing up in San Antonio and going to public school, uh, I don't think I realized there were options mm-hmm. in schooling. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was in eighth grade that someone I went to school with was going to a private school Mm -hmm. and it hadn't even dawned on me like oh those people can do that Mm -hmm. you know so um it was just like that's the school you went to and then you lived here and so that's the school you went to right and um what I appreciated about this school when we found it was Mm -hmm. I already said we started our family young but we also looked very young yeah and we were visiting um child care centers and schools for Sunny and we'd gone to several of them and this was the first place that I didn't feel judged as soon as I walked Mm -hmm. in I felt really welcome and Mm -hmm. people were ready to meet me and learn about my daughter Mm -hmm. and I I felt very comfortable Mm -hmm. like as soon as I walked in Mm -hmm. and then I read the application Mm -hmm. and I was like oh these are really great questions like these are the questions I want somebody to ask me about and um what are some of the questions 
what does your child like to eat? What are yeah. their What are their fears? Yeah. Uh, what do they like to do? Like, like they wanted to know who this yeah, was. Yeah, they wanted to figure my daughter out yeah. really quickly. Yeah. And ask like super simple questions that, it's like, yeah. oh, you could find out about her. It's funny because they're simple, but no one else thinks to yeah. ask them, you know? Yeah. Um, and the teacher we met was, was Miss Barbie, who's, you know, follows our kids on Facebook and super yeah. proud of all of our family. And I just remember her giving me a big hug that day. Yeah. Like, it was just like that open mm-hmm. and that welcoming. And uh, I took my USA Christmas bonus and paid for like the first two months of tuition. Wow. And did, had no plan after that. <laughs> like, I was like, I couldn't get us this far. And then right. pretty much struggled to pay tuition yeah. after that. Yeah. Um, but it was completely worth it. Mm-hmm. So all three kids came here from preschool through eighth grade. Yeah. So. Can you say more about why it was worth it? Like, what was the what was the payoff, I guess? That's kind of a crass way of putting it. But. I, th- I think what made this school worth it, like, it, like I can see now, like, all along I felt like I was on the right path mm-hmm. with all the kids. And there's definitely struggles. Like, this school isn't for everyone, and there were things that did not work about it and did not work mm-hmm. for my kids, but I think we just kind of stuck with it. Um, I appreciate the small environment. Mm-hmm. And I think I had an opportunity to meet other families and meet other parents and hear, like, everybody came from different backgrounds. Yeah. And it helped me develop, like, who I was as a parent myself. Mm-hmm. And it helped me figure out what I wanted for my kids. Mm-hmm. And I think my kids were allowed to be young here. Yeah. I felt mm-hmm. that in other schools... Or other students, other kids that I met that were going to other schools uh, knew a lot more than my kids. Like, worldly things that mm-hmm. my kids were, like, <laughs> not, were not aware of. Yeah. Um, and they were unique. They were unique people. Like, my daughter liked to wear funky dresses. Yeah. And, you know, and my son wore vests, like, for an entire, you know, I just yeah. thought that they were just allowed to be who they were. Mm-hmm. And... They, were, they weren't judged for who they yeah, were. And if really they were, special. then there was somebody there to support them and say, like, that's okay. Like, yeah. People can wear that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not totally. a big deal. Yeah. Um, if we asked them, like, what they carry with them from mm-hmm. the circle school, what do you think that they, they would say? Oh, they would have so many stories. They would have, yeah. they would have their favorite stories that they hear in morning circle. They yeah. would have you know, the friends that they're still friends with now Mm -hmm. that they met here. Uh, You know, all of my kids are getting a circle school tattoo now that my daughter is 18 against all of my wishes of like, (laughs) don't get a tattoo. Like, like if you're going to get, if they're all going to get one tattoo, I guess that's like, I mean, that's not a bad one. Yeah. That's not a bad one. I'm like, you know, I I still try to show my disappointment even though I'm like, okay, that's fine. But yeah, they're very much, um, so all the kids get a written narrative at the end of each semester. And you could probably go back and read all of my kids' narratives from when they were little. Mm-hmm. And it would it would describe something about who they are today. Mm-hmm. And I felt that that was sincere. I thought the teachers really were thoughtful about who my kid was. Yeah. And what future they saw for them. So it wasn't just mm-hmm. me looking out for them. Yeah. It was like team of people that all mm-hmm. had a vested interest in my kids yeah so. yeah that's so mm-hmm. cool um 
how do you think so it's clear that your schooling experience is very different from Mm -hmm. your kids schooling experience but how do you think your experience as a student and what school felt like for you informs maybe the way that you that you're a part of this community now Mm -hmm. um and the work that you do here um I felt, I felt besides elementary school, where there was a lot of really great, like I said, how involved my mom was during mm-hmm. elementary school. I think all the teachers knew my mom, and so they knew us. Yeah. And so um, I felt that, I felt like I was a part of, com- of a community there. But I think once we got into, like, middle school and high school, and definitely high school was hard for my mom in general, but, like, middle school when I was, like, more on my own, mm-hmm. uh my community was just this very small group of friends and friends that were nice and friends that weren't nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they were, you know, in in my head, they were still my friends, whether they were nice to me or not. Yep. And, um, I didn't feel like I had, I feel like I could skate by. Yeah. I felt like, uh, the expectations that were given to me, I was like, Oh, I can do that. I can skate by with this, you know? And I think they continue through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, at this school, since, you know, it's a, it's a non-graded, non-testing school, that does not mean that we don't have expectations for yeah. kids. And that doesn't mean that if you don't do the work that, you know, you're not going to find yourself struggling. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I felt like, and I feel now that kids are very much able to, um, feed their own interest Mm -hmm. and also be introduced to a lot more just because there are expectations like no you're still gonna learn math like let's let's do math yeah and then uh you're probably gonna like it and yeah you know let's we can finish this together so I I can't say enough about the community Mm -hmm. like I think it gets really tricky for parents in this small environment and then uh because we have that whole co-op model that is mm-hmm. expected of parents. So it's, it can be a rough environment to be a part of. Yeah. But I think the payoff is worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can figure out what impact you can make and mm-hmm. you pursue that. And Yeah. You know. Can you talk a little bit about, um, first of all, what the requirement is of parents as far sure. as, like, contributing to the community? I tend to ask too many questions at once, but I'm going to ask one more. And, then, and also, um, what you think your impact, or what you hope your impact has been as a member of the community. Sure. So, part of your first question again? What was it? It's um, a great question. I don't know if I'm going to remember it. Oh, oh yeah. Expectations. What is, what Expectations. Yeah, what's required of a parent who's part of the circle school community? Sure. So, it's... It hasn't really changed a lot since I started here in the in 2000, but the requirement is everyone pays tuition, mm-hmm. so the tuition rates don't change. Um, but on top of tuition, everybody does co-op hours. So um, co-op hours are have a value to them. So they've been valued at ten dollars an hour for a while now. So it doesn't matter if you're planting plants in the yard or fixing the HVAC system or giving legal advice Mm. or doing, you know, whatever skill anyone has, 
it's everyone's valued at ten dollars so uh, it's pretty democratic Mm -hmm. feeling um so we ask all families to do a hundred hours a year and you have the option to if you don't complete those hundred hours then you can have the option to pay for your co-op fees Uh. so on top of that we ask everyone to come to co-op meetings which are every other month Mm. pretty much like what you would expect Mm -hmm. at other schools just a parent meeting yeah um we ask everyone to do three building and ground workdays per year. So those are usually on the weekends and many before school. And then we have projects that we work on. Yeah. So everyone comes to those. Mm-hmm. And then everyone works on our two major fundraisers. Wow. And then I try to encourage everyone to claim a co-op job mm-hmm. so that they have, like, it, just doing those basic things gets you a bunch of hours. But then beyond that, to fill all the gaps, I encourage everyone just to, like, have a co-op job so they have something consistent that they're doing yeah um i think sometimes co-op life can feel um overwhelming if you're mm-hmm. not comfortable um figuring out what you want to do or not comfortable asking questions and sometimes when you ask questions you might get like 10 different answers mm-hmm. you know so kind of just owning a job and making it your own mm-hmm. do you ever get pushback like around the the expectations or resistance maybe not maybe not so much pushback or resistance but I think sometimes families can feel overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and um so I think that that can be a deciding factor on whether they continue in 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 our Mm -hmm. school just because we have those expectations even though you have the option to pay or um and then we have other families that this it's very easy for them to get Mm -hmm. co-op hours in and done and you know don't feel that pressure yeah so um, I used to have, we have like family orientations and one of the things I used to tell parents was like being part of a co-op model is great because you get to use your voice, you get to meet yeah. new people, um, you get to do, be active in the community, you get to own mm-hmm. a job and then like, then this community is very rough because you have to use your voice yeah. and you have to meet people you and you have to, have to do it. Yeah. So some of the same things that make yeah. it great also make it really challenging. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's working or doing yeah. something outside the school and it's yeah. really, really easy to get super involved here. Yeah. And what is the result of that, that way of functioning? Like what do you think that builds? I think that builds um, trust in your kids mm-hmm. that they value where they, like, they see their parents value their school, mm-hmm. you know, where they spend their day. Yeah, that's huge. They see their parents work here, do work from home, talk to other parents about work they're going to do. Uh, kids are here for work days, like, sometimes you know, we, we need parents that come to work days just to watch other people's kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell this story about this little girl. We have this old house and we have those old doorknobs that have the rods inside them. Yeah. And I, one of the doorknobs had fallen off and it was right after like a workday weekend. And so the doorknob was, had been on the workday list to get repaired. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, Monday or Tuesday comes around and I'm fixing the doorknob mm-hmm. again. And this time when I, like, pull the doorknob apart, there's, like, all this sticky stuff on the rod. And I was just, no. like, I was sitting there, like, just, like, looking at it, like, what is this? 
and this little girl comes in the back door and she goes, did that break again? I thought I fixed that at the work day. Like <laughs> she had taken it upon herself to Aww. get glue and like put the doorknob back together. <laughs> and it was cause she saw her parents do work. Yeah, and like, she wanted to participate yeah, in the, she's like, the same way. Yeah. She wanted to care for the school the same way. So, um, I, I really think that kids notice all of those things. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, it's triggering a lot of, cause I work for a school too. Um, and the, a huge part of it is engaging families. Um, a huge part of the student success and also the success of the school and, um, kids coming back to the school is parents feeling active and involved and invested in the mutual development of the school. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that go really well and I've seen that go really poorly um, and the school success, I, f- I feel like, correlates almost directly to, like, how much the parents feel part mm-hmm. of the whole experience. Um, so, so you talked a little bit about a struggle that you faced in school, mm-hmm. particularly with your father. Mm-hmm. Can you say more about how maybe that struggle or another struggle in school something that was really challenging for you um, impacted your life or and particularly impacted your life in a way that like stays with you in the work you do today? Well, I've certainly had been here now 18 years mm-hmm. and over that 18 years I've made a bunch of mistakes mm-hmm. and those are, like, really hard to talk about still. Like, yeah. you know, places I've failed, either the school directly or parents or students. And that's really heavy to deal with. Mm-hmm. So um, I try to be better yeah. all the time. Like, a better employee, a better wife, a better parent, a better friend. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, and, you know, it doesn't ever get easier. Like, mm-hmm. there's always something that you're in charge of and you yeah. you have to be good at. Um, so I think that was really hard for me. Like, having such great impact on the school early on and then having it grow so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I was still, like, the only person in the office. So even yeah. though the school doubled in size, it was still just me who didn't graduate from college. And yeah started a family young and mm-hmm. you know got training at USA to how to use Microsoft products yeah. like I'm still figuring stuff out and so I think that was really hard like yeah like experiencing failure and mm-hmm. experiencing being alone yeah and um, not asking for help mm-hmm. that was hard yeah so and is it different now it's different now in that I try not to, I don't know if people would agree with this now because I think everyone thinks I'm still a little controlling. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I try to give parents and our board of directors and, I te- and our teachers independence mm-hmm. and um, responsibilities and yeah. just to be able to find the work within the school that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and not take on so much of it on my own or not feel completely responsible for it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be me, like, holding it all together. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, I can empower parents to bring their gifts and their ideas and their knowledge. Right. So, like, when during those times of struggle, like, there was definitely people I could have been asking for help, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. So why mm-hmm. wasn't I? Like, yep. what about it? Like, was it pride? Was it, like, was it not knowing that, n- not wanting to reveal that I didn't have all my stuff together? Mm-hmm. Like, what was it that I was just t- trying to take care of it all on my own? Yeah. And so that was really hard. Yeah. It kind of highlights what you said, though, about community and that, like, being in community can bring out not the best parts of you right. because, or not that it doesn't bring out the best parts of you but you have to you can you highlight them <laughs> yeah. you have to be really transparent with people because if you have shame around something mm-hmm. and you choose to withdraw it will it will manifest in some other <laughs> way you know it really um, will and so that transparency and that communication with the people that you're serving it mm-hmm. becomes so important um, it does what what caused the, what caused the shift was it just kind of waking up to the fact that you were taking on too much or was there something being triggered yeah being found out that I yeah. didn't have it together yeah and being affecting a lot of people directly when I didn't have it together mm-hmm. and um and it took a long time to build that trust um so talk a little bit about the positive contributions that you feel you've made like what is what impact do you feel you've had here I would be curious to see what other people thought. Um, I think my I think my personality style is that of being a diplomatic mm-hmm. and um, understanding that everybody comes from a different back, background. Because I want to be, <laughs> yeah. I want to be viewed as a whole person that has like an entire life beyond this school, mm-hmm. has responsibilities beyond this school, mm-hmm. and I need that from people. Like I need you to see that mm-hmm. just because I'm here with this face and this yeah. outfit and this, <laughs> you know, this is this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. I have many things happening in my head and in mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. So I need that from people. I need people to be able to give that to me. And so I try to give that as much as I can. Like, mm-hmm. realize that it is not easy to be a part of this community. Like, I have no idea where you've been all day. But yeah. it sounds like you've done a lot of work. And now I'm going to ask you to do, like, these ten things for me. Yeah. You know, so um, I try to have an understanding that parents have a life. Yeah. Beyond this school, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, they're trying to raise kids just like I am. Yeah. Like, well, it seems like that's a theme here. It's just, like, seeing and being seen. Mm-hmm the way that you described the application process and the way you described the student-teacher relationship and mm-hmm. feeling as though your own kids really had the space to be who they who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you wanting, in your role, wanting to offer that up in the same sure. way to parents and also expecting it in return mm-hmm. is, I think, such an important part of a healthy community, community and also just such a refreshing way of relating to people. I'm not from San Antonio, um, and I, I work in a very specific sector of education in San Antonio, but in general, I feel like San Antonio values community mm-hmm. in a way that I really appreciate, and so it doesn't surprise me that 
um, that plays out in schools mm-hmm. in that way. Um, yeah, that's something that I've really learned to love about San Antonio. Um, okay, so I want to hear a little bit about... I'm going to dive more into you when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to hear if you could go back and give yourself some words of encouragement around school specifically, like who you were as a student, um, but also who you were as just a kid in school um, and your learning, what would you, like, what would you tell yourself? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it, it would probably be something like, don't be scared. Mm-hmm. And I can remember the time when I got scared in school, and it was third grade, mm-hmm. and when I was growing up, we used to have corporal punishment. Oh, my God. So, like, my third grade teacher was so scary. Yeah. I was a great student, because I was scared. Like, yeah. I was scared to mess up. Yeah. Uh, she was so mean. She was mean to the poor kids. She mm-hmm. was mean. Like, I remember this kid had his desk way in the corner of the classroom because he stank. Mm, that's and horrible. I remember she was mean to the kids that weren't smart. She was, it was horrible. Yeah. It was a horrible, horrible feeling that the year that I had her was her last year at the school. Thank God. You know, and I remember being, like, I said my mom was really close to the PTA. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember being, like, at parties and stuff where I would overhear them talking about her. So, yeah. like, definitely, like, there was something that was, yeah. you know, there's a reason <laughs> she wasn't back that next year. But that stuck with me. Like, you don't forget yeah. those things when you, like, you see a ruler mm-hmm. and somebody has put their hand out. And, yeah. Um, I remember the, she, when she would be absent, she would put a student in charge to take names. And one of those times... It was me, and we, a couple of us were part of the group of kids that got to go to the symphony, like the whole class didn't go, Mm -hmm. I don't remember how that happened, but Mm -hmm. a a couple of us went to the symphony, and I remember thinking, like, I had this power of, like, writing kids' names down, Mm -hmm. and I had written one of my friends' names down that had gone to the symphony with me, and so my teacher came back, like, that friend that I wrote down, like, had her, like, her hand slapped with a ruler... And then she spoke up and said, well, I don't think I should, like, I don't know why I should put my name down. She was doing the same thing, which was, like, uh, she's, I remember the teacher asking me, like, well, what did she do? I was, like, she was talking. And Mm. so then the teacher, like, hit my hand with the ruler for the same thing. Like, it was just Mm -hmm. scary. That is terrifying. It is terrifying. And that was, like, I was. I had a couple, (laughs) I had one teacher like that that I remember. Um, and I remember her name and, like, her face so vividly because mm-hmm. I also remember being terrified in her class. And it does stick with you. Mm-hmm. And the implications are pretty big. Like, yeah. you end up being afraid of risk-taking as mm-hmm. a learner. You end up being afraid of using your voice. Yes. You end up being afraid of taking risks, which are, which are all essential to Things learning. that you have to do to <laughs> learn. learn, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really sad that that style of teaching, mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't, it's not as prominent, but there are definitely remnants of it mm-hmm. in our education system. And uh, When I was in fifth grade, I had the best teacher I had, yeah. Mr. Jones. Uh, he used to take a group of us 
to so the Southwest School of Art and Craft yeah, for yeah. Saturday morning discovery. Mm-hmm. And so I still like have the uh, the belt that I made on the little mini looms. And then like years later when I had kids, like all my kids have one too. So we have like this little set oh, of cool. four belts that we made. Um, but that was the first time I was introduced to an art program. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time that someone talked about traveling and about books and that had I not had that fifth grade year I think all of elementary school would have felt yeah. like just third grade was mm-hmm. all of it but because I had that year like yeah it, yeah it was one different. teacher makes yeah. a difference one teacher does make a it difference makes a huge difference so how did that was that kind of were those experiences those positive experiences what um <laughs> what uh got you interested in teaching to begin with um, yes, yeah. and that's also what scared me from mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those are the things that that definitely shaped me to be the kind of administrator I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, although, like, I'm the nurse, I'm the plumber, I'm... Mm-hmm. You wear many hats. Yeah, I wear many <laughs> hats at the school, but one of them is, like, when kids are sick, they come mm-hmm. to the office. When kids need to be removed from the classroom they come Mm -hmm. to the office so um trying to be that person that they see that is Mm -hmm. firm and has an understanding you know like I don't want kids to be scared of me Mm -hmm. but I need kids to respect what I'm saying yeah and respect their teachers in their class and not even have to come to the office yeah I know that you're gonna hold them accountable yes but in a loving way yes okay so last question what legacy do you hope that the circle school is leaving on its community or having on its families? Yeah. I hope that um, the same expectation I have for my kids, I want for everyone else, Mm -hmm. all the other kids and all the parents. Mm -hmm. I want them uh, to feel comfortable in who they are and Mm -hmm. what their interests are. And I want them to be really good people. Mm -hmm. Like, I want my kids to be out in the world being really good people mm-hmm. I want you know I want the parents out in the world being really good people and um I think it's mm-hmm. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a big thing to ask for yeah you know um I want them to be able to speak clearly about what they want and and what they want in life mm-hmm. and I think that's enough yeah you know like <laughs> totally yeah yeah it I've I think it's easy for people to write off things as idealistic, mm-hmm. um, but I feel that idealism is really important. <laughs> um, and I think that what strikes me about what you said is the is that this space, there, this place, lifts up the people, the kids, and the adults that inhabit it, so that they can uh, go out into the world, absolutely, and lift it up. Um, Thank you so much. Oh, this <laughs> thank was so, you. I had, um, it's great learning from people who are out in the world doing the work. Thank you. Um, so I appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate being asked.